Section 2 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Veronica Jenkins. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 5, by Henry Gray. The Larynx, Part 1. The larynx, or organ of voice, is placed at the upper part of the air passage. It is situated between the trachea and the root of the tongue, at the upper and fore part of the neck, where it presents a considerable projection in the middle line. It forms the lower part of the anterior wall of the pharynx, and is covered behind by the mucous lining of that cavity. On either side of it lie the great vessels of the neck. Its vertical extent corresponds to the fourth, fifth, and sixth cervical vertebrae, but it is placed somewhat higher in the female and also during childhood. Symington found that in infants between six and twelve months of age, the tip of the epiglottis was a little above the level of the fibrocartilage between the odontoid process and body of the axis, and that between infancy and adult life, the larynx descends for a distance equal to two vertebral bodies and two intervertebral fibrocartilages. According to Sappy, the average measurements of the adult larynx are as follows. Length, in males, 44 millimeters, in females, 36 millimeters. Transverse diameter, in males, 43 millimeters, in females, 41 millimeters. Anteroposterior diameter, in males, 36 millimeters, in females, 26 millimeters. Circumference, in males, 136 millimeters, in females, 112 millimeters. Until puberty, the larynx of the male differs little in size from that of the female. In the female, its increase after puberty is only slight. In the male, it undergoes considerable increase. All the cartilages are enlarged, and the thyroid cartilage becomes prominent in the middle line of the neck, while the length of the rima glottidis is nearly doubled. The larynx is broad above, where it presents the form of a triangular box, flattened behind and at the sides, and bounded in front by a prominent vertical ridge. Below, it is narrow and cylindrical. It is composed of cartilages which are connected together by ligaments and moved by numerous muscles. It is lined by mucous membrane continuous above with that of the pharynx and below with that of the trachea. The cartilages of the larynx, cartilaginous laryngeus, are nine in number, three single and three paired as follows. Thyroid, cricoid, two arytenoid, two corniculate, two cuneiform, epiglottis. The thyroid cartilage, cartilago thyroidea, is the largest cartilage of the larynx. It consists of two laminae, the anterior borders of which are fused with each other at an acute angle in the middle line of the neck and form a subcutaneous projection named the laryngeal prominence, pomum adami. This prominence is most distinct at its upper part, and is larger in the male than in the female. Immediately above it, the laminae are separated by a V-shaped notch, the superior thyroid notch. 
The lamini are irregularly quadrilateral in shape, and their posterior angles are prolonged into processes termed the superior and inferior cornua. The outer surface of each lamina presents an oblique line, which runs downward and forward from the superior thyroid tubercle situated near the root of the superior cornu to the inferior thyroid tubercle on the lower border. This line gives attachment to the sternothyroidius, thyrohyoideus, and constrictor pharyngeus inferior. The inner surface is smooth. Above and behind, it is slightly concave and covered by mucous membrane. In front, in the angle formed by the junction of the laminae, are attached the stem of the epiglottis, the ventricular and vocal ligaments, the thyroarytenoidi, thyroepiglottici, and vocalis muscles, and the thyroepiglottic ligament. The upper border is concave behind and convex in front. It gives attachment to the corresponding half of the hyothyroid membrane. The lower border is concave behind and nearly straight in front, the two parts being separated by the inferior thyroid tubercle. A small part of it in and near the middle line is connected to the cricoid cartilage by the middle cricothyroid ligament. The posterior border, thick and rounded, receives the insertions of the stylopharyngeus and the pharyngopalatinus. It ends above in the superior cornu and below in the inferior cornu. The superior cornu is long and narrow, directed upward, backward, and medialward, and ends in a conical extremity, which gives attachment to the lateral hyothyroid ligament. The inferior cornu is short and thick. It is directed downward with a slight inclination forward and medialward, and presents on the medial side of its tip a small oval articular facet for articulation with the side of the cricoid cartilage. During infancy, the lamina of the thyroid cartilage are joined to each other by a narrow lozenge-shaped strip named the intrathyroid cartilage. This strip extends from the upper to the lower border of the cartilage in the middle line and is distinguished from the lamina by being more transparent and more flexible. The cricoid cartilage, cartilago cricoidea, is smaller but thicker and stronger than the thyroid and forms the lower and posterior parts of the wall of the larynx. It consists of two parts, a posterior quadrate lamina and a narrow anterior arch, one-fourth or one-fifth of the depth of the lamina. The lamina, lamina cartilaginous cricoidea, posterior portion, is deep and broad and measures from above downward about two or three centimeters. On its posterior surface, in the middle line, is a vertical ridge to the lower part of which are attached the longitudinal fibers of the esophagus and on either side of this a broad depression for the cricoarytenoideus posterior. The arch, arcus cartilaginous cricoideae, anterior portion, is narrow and convex and measures vertically from 5 to 7 millimeters. It affords attachment externally in front and at the sides to the cricothyroidy and behind to the part of the constrictor pharyngeus inferior. On either side at the junction of the lamina with the arch is a small round articular surface for articulation with the inferior cornu of the thyroid cartilage. 
The lower border of the cricoid cartilage is horizontal and connected to the highest ring of the trachea by the cricotracheal ligament. The upper border runs obliquely upward and backward, owing to the great depth of the lamina. It gives attachment in front to the middle cricothyroid ligament, at the side to the conus elasticus and the cricoarytenoide lateralis. Behind it presents in the middle a shallow notch, and on either side of this is a smooth oval convex surface directed upward and lateralward for articulation with the base of an arytenoid cartilage. The inner surface of the cricoid cartilage is smooth and lined by mucous membrane. The arytenoid cartilages, cartilagines, arytenoidae, are two in number and situated at the upper border of the lamina of the cricoid cartilage at the back of the larynx. Each is pyramidal in form and has three surfaces, a base and an apex. The posterior surface is a triangular, smooth, concave, and gives attachment to the arytenoide oblicus and transversus. The anterolateral surface is somewhat convex and rough. On it, near the apex of the cartilage, is a rounded elevation, colliculus, from which a ridge, crista arcuata, curves at first backward and then downward and forward to the vocal process. The lower part of this crest intervenes between two depressions or fove, an upper triangular and a lower oblong in shape. The latter gives attachment to the vocalis muscle. The medial surface is narrow, smooth, and flattened, covered by mucous membrane, and forms the lateral boundary of the intercartilaginous part of the rima glottidis. The base of each cartilage is broad, and on it is a concave, smooth surface for articulation with the cricoid cartilage. Its lateral angle is short, rounded, and prominent. It projects backward and lateralward and is termed the muscular process. It gives insertion to the cricoarytenoidus posterior behind and to the cricoarytenoidus lateralis in front. Its anterior angle, also prominent but more pointed, projects horizontally forward. It gives attachment to the vocal ligament and is called the vocal process. The apex of each cartilage is pointed, curved backward and medialward, and surmounted by a small conical cartilaginous nodule, the corniculate cartilage. The corniculate cartilages, cartilaginous corniculati, cartilages of Santorini, are two small conical nodules consisting of yellow elastic cartilage, which articulate with the summits of the arytenoid cartilages and serve to prolong them backward and medialward. They are situated in the posterior parts of the areopiglottic folds of mucous membrane and are sometimes fused with the arytenoid cartilages. The cuneiform cartilages, cartilaginous cuneiformis, cartilages of Riesberg, are two small elongated pieces of yellow elastic cartilage placed one on either side in the areopiglottic fold where they give rise to small whitish elevations on the surface of the mucous membrane, just in front of the arytenoid cartilages. The epiglottis, cartilago epiglottica, is a thin lamina of fibrocartilage of a yellowish color, shaped like a leaf and projecting obliquely upward behind the root of the tongue in front of the entrance to the larynx. The free extremity is broad and rounded, the attached part or stem is long, narrow, and connected by the thyroepiglottic ligament to the angle formed by the two laminae 
of the thyroid cartilage, a short distance below the superior thyroid notch. The lower part of its anterior surface is connected to the upper border of the body of the hyoid bone by an elastic ligamentous band, the hyoepiglottic ligament. The anterior or lingual surface is curved forward and covered on its upper free part by mucous membrane, which is reflected onto the sides and root of the tongue, forming a median and two lateral glossoepiglottic folds. The lateral folds are partly attached to the wall of the pharynx. The depressions between the epiglottis and the root of the tongue on either side of the median fold are named the villiculae. The lower part of the anterior surface lies behind the hyoid bone, the hyothyroid membrane, and upper part of the thyroid cartilage, but is separated from these structures by a mass of fatty tissues. The posterior or laryngeal surface is smooth, concave from side to side, concavo-convex from above downward. Its lower part projects backward as an elevation, the tubercle or cushion. When the mucous membrane is removed, the surface of the cartilage is seen to be indented by a number of small pits in which mucous glands are lodged. To its sides, the aryepiglottic folds are attached. Structure. The corniculate and cuneiform cartilages, the epiglottis and the apices of the arytenoids, at first consist of hyaline cartilage, but later elastic fibers are deposited in the matrix, converting them into yellow fibrocartilage, which shows little tendency to calcification. The thyroid, cricoid, and the greater part of the arytenoids consist of hyaline cartilage and become more or less ossified as age advances. Ossification commences about the 25th year in the thyroid cartilage and somewhat later in the cricoid and arytenoids. By the 65th year, these cartilages may be completely converted into bone. Ligaments. The ligaments of the larynx are extrinsic, that is, those connecting the thyroid cartilage and epiglottis with the hyoid bone, and the cricoid cartilage with the trachea, and intrinsic, those which connect the several cartilages of the larynx to each other. Extrinsic ligaments. The ligaments connecting the thyroid cartilage with the hyoid bone are the hyothyroid membrane and a middle and two lateral hyothyroid ligaments. The hyothyroid membrane, membrana hyothyroidea, thyrohyoid membrane, is a broad fibroelastic layer attached below to the upper border of the thyroid cartilage and to the front of its superior cornu, and above to the upper margin of the posterior surface of the body and greater cornua of the hyoid bone, thus passing behind the posterior surface of the body of the hyoid and being separated from it by a mucous bursa which facilitates the upward movement of the larynx during deglutition. Its middle thicker part is termed the middle hyothyroid ligament, ligamentum hyothyroidium medium, middle thyrohyoid ligament. Its lateral thinner portions are pierced by the superior laryngeal vessels and the internal branch of the superior laryngeal nerve. Its anterior surface is in relation with the thyrohyoideus, sternohyoideus, and omohyoideus, and with the body of the hyoid bone. The lateral hyothyroid ligament, ligamentum hyothyroidium laterale, lateral thyrohyoid ligament, 
is a round elastic cord which forms the posterior border of the hyothyroid membrane and passes between the tip of the superior cornu of the thyroid cartilage and the extremity of the greater cornu of the hyoid bone a small cartilaginous nodule cartilago tritia sometimes bony is frequently found in it the epiglottis is connected with the hyoid bone by an elastic band the hyoepiglottic ligament ligamentum hyoepiglotticum which extends from the anterior surface of the epiglottis to the upper border of the body of the hyoid bone the glossoepiglottic folds of mucous membrane may also be considered as extrinsic ligaments of the epiglottis the cricotracheal ligament ligamentum cricotracheale connects the cricoid cartilage with the first ring of the trachea it resembles the fibrous membrane which connects the cartilaginous rings of the trachea to each other intrinsic ligaments beneath the mucous membrane of the larynx is a broad sheet of fibrous tissue containing many elastic fibers and termed the elastic membrane of the larynx it is subdivided on either side by the interval between the ventricular and vocal ligaments the upper portion extends between the arytenoid cartilage and the epiglottis and is often poorly defined the lower part is a well-marked membrane forming with its fellow of the opposite side the conus elasticus which connects the thyroid cricoid and arytenoid cartilages to one another in addition the joints between the individual cartilages are provided with ligaments the conus elasticus cricothyroid membrane is composed mainly of yellow elastic tissue it consists of an anterior and two lateral portions the anterior part or middle cricothyroid ligament ligamentum cricothyroidium medium central part of cricothyroid membrane is thick and strong narrow above and broad below it connects together the front parts of the contiguous margins of the thyroid and cricoid cartilages it is overlapped on either side by the cricothyroidus but between these is subcutaneous it is crossed horizontally by a small anastomotic arterial arch formed by the junction of the two cricothyroid arteries branches of which pierce it the lateral portions are thinner and lie close under the mucous membrane of the larynx they extend from the superior border of the cricoid cartilage to the inferior margin of the vocal ligaments with which they are continuous these ligaments may therefore be regarded as the free borders of the lateral portions of the conus elasticus and extend from the vocal processes of the arytenoid cartilages to the angle of the thyroid cartilage about midway between its upper and lower borders an articular capsule strengthened posteriorly by a well-marked fibrous band encloses the articulation of the inferior cornu of the thyroid with the cricoid cartilage on either side each arytenoid cartilage is connected to the cricoid by a capsule and a posterior cricoarytenoid ligament the capsule capsula articularis cricoarytenoidea is thin and loose and is attached to the margins of the articular surfaces the posterior cricoarytenoid ligament ligamentum cricoarytenoidium posterius extends from the cricoid to the medial and back part of the base of the arytenoid 
The thyroepiglottic ligament, ligamentum thyroepiglotticum, is a long, slender, elastic cord which connects the stem of the epiglottis with the angle of the thyroid cartilage, immediately beneath the superior thyroid notch, above the attachment of the ventricular ligaments. Movements The articulation between the inferior cornu of the thyroid cartilage and the cricoid cartilage on either side is a diarthrodial one and permits of rotatory and gliding movements. The rotatory movement is one in which the cricoid cartilage rotates upon the inferior cornua of the thyroid cartilage around an axis, passing transversely through both joints. The gliding movement consists in a limited shifting of the cricoid on the thyroid in different directions. The articulation between the arytenoid cartilages and the cricoid is also a diarthrodial one and permits of two varieties of movement. One is a rotation of the arytenoid on a vertical axis whereby the vocal process is moved lateralward or medialward and the remoglottidus increased or diminished. The other is a gliding movement and allows the arytenoid cartilages to approach or recede from each other from the direction and slope of the articular surfaces lateral gliding is accompanied by a forward and downward movement the two movements of gliding and rotation are associated the medial gliding being connected with medial word rotation and the lateral gliding with lateral word rotation the posterior cricoarytenoid ligaments limit the forward movement of the arytenoid cartilages on the cricoid end of section two read by veronica jenkins in ottawa illinois